Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on December 9th, 2022 from A.T. Shire's home. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features a look at the House organizational session that took place in Columbia this week and what message House leaders had for the 124-member chamber. In business, we hear about the economic outlook for the state and country from Dr. Joey Von Nessen and much more. Also, it's the holiday season, so give us a gift by calling 803-563-7169. You can give us other gifts too, 1041 George Rogers Boulevard, Columbia. Uh, But we would love to hear from you guys. Leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Give us a little, little insight into how the holidays are treating you. Maybe you don't like the holidays. Maybe you're just doing other things. But uh, you're listening to this podcast, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, we got to fill the stocking, because right now it sounds like this. Oh, do we not have a call today? Oh, thank God. Critical. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is low, according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. For the week ending December 3rd, there were 6,046 cases of COVID-19, which is a 100% increase week over week. There were also five deaths. On average, 287 South Carolinians were hospitalized with COVID-19, 37 were in intensive care, and 13 were on ventilators. Right now, 53.7% of eligible South Carolinians are fully vaccinated. DHEC also reported another week of widespread flu activity across the state. There were 3,300 lab-confirmed cases in the past week, plus another 280 flu-associated hospitalizations, as well as nine more flu deaths. State House lawmakers returned to Columbia this week for two days of their organizational session. That's when lawmakers got to pick new seats, they got to see each other, they got to high-five, they got sworn in, they elected officers, and they were assigned committees, which then picked a slate of new chairmen. This was also the first time the 27 freshman lawmakers got a chance to meet their fellow members. Some of them replaced friends in that chamber, others came in following a wave of retirements and redistricting changes. But all took the oath of office on Tuesday and supported the re-election of House Speaker Merle Smith, a Republican from Sumter who ascended the throne in the spring from being chairman of the powerful House Ways and Means Committee, a position he held since 2018. Smith gave a 15-minute-long speech after being sworn in that touched on several similar themes that he's mentioned before, specifically how he doesn't want the chamber to become Washington, and how people still need to be respectful and work together, even if their politics don't mesh. That might be easier said than done in a chamber of 36 Democrats and 88 Republicans, many of whom have different agenda goals like members of the Freedom Caucus. Here's Speaker Smith. I want to make it clear that our current success is by no accident. Years ago, people like us sitting in this very chamber took the time, the energy, and the effort to set the table for our state. We are now, years and decades later, enjoying the feast of their labor. Back then, the reason for their success, back then, they are the reason that we're having the success that we are enjoying now. And I'm here before you today to tell you that it's time that we do the same, to prepare not only for this decade, but for decades to come. It is my hope that this chamber will lead the charge on tackling the biggest issues our state currently faces 
while all, we all envision the future successes that this state can see. When we speak about where we want to go as a state, it is important to know that the facts that lie before us. Sometimes the static noise is the loudest, but it is time to push back against those misconceptions that so often cloud us. Speaker Smith touted the massive amounts of economic investment, including $4.3 billion in 2021 and the creation of 15,000 new jobs, as well as the $5 billion in capital investment and 9,000 new jobs announced for this year alone. Smith said that road, broadband, and rural water and sewer infrastructure investments made last year and the growing population, one of only a dozen or so states that have seen such growth, makes the state an attractive place. Roads, water, sewer, broadband, and education, all South Carolina citizens should have ready, easy access to these resources in order to compete for jobs and development. In this state, a person's zip code should not indicate their limits. It is time for us to do big things and plant those seeds that will ensure future success of our state and her people for generations to come. Big things are often difficult. I know we often won't agree on the details, but it is our essential duty to come here, to come together, and to find a way to work for the people of this state, not only for some, not only for the voters, not only for your area that you represent, but for the entire state of South Carolina. Being a rural lawmaker has given me a unique perspective on how to take a big picture approach to governing. It takes the time, it takes the work, and it takes the willingness to consider a viewpoint other than your own. Those are the things that I promise to you as we develop solutions, my time, my work, and my willingness to consider your viewpoint on all matters. Representative Tommy Pope, a Republican from York, was once again re-elected Speaker Pro Tempore, which is second in command in the chamber. And he also gave a short speech, but one that emphasized working together and not fighting against either party or within the party. He too excoriated Washington in his speech, which was in line with the tone of Smith's. He subtly referred to the members of the far-right Freedom Caucus, who, while they don't have much committee control, have raised money and run candidates against fellow Republicans who they say don't ally with promises they made on the campaign trail. We saw a lot of this play out in August with the abortion debate in the House, specifically over amendment votes. And we also saw major moves happen during the primaries in June as well. Here's Tommy Pope. When we have a, a tough issue, you know, I've heard Todd Rutherford talk about we have a tough issue, it's kind of like the courtroom, then we can leave and go out together and have dinner together and move on. But when we have a tough issue, and you stand up and take a picture of the board. Are you doing that to celebrate success? Are you doing to set yourself apart of how much more pure or how better a legislator you are than the other people that are on the board? You need to search your heart and think why it is we're doing that. Are we here to combat each other? Are we here to represent the state? The majority of our constituents, and I, I had written initially the silent majority, not the loudest, not the Twitterverse, not the folks on social media, not the eight angry people. The majority of our constituents sent us here to govern, as Ms. Cobb Hunter said, not to politic. While Smith and Pope try and calm the tensions within the Republican Party and lead the entire chamber, those tensions and potential for conflict will be a major undercurrent to the agenda, legislation, calendar, and other priorities in the chamber. And we'll be watching. The chamber also passed new rules, which also were slightly changed to prevent some internal strife as well. 
and all 124 members were assigned to committees. The biggest shakeups included new chairmen, such as Greenville Republican Bruce Bannister as chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, which writes the state budget. Beaufort Republican Weston Newton replaced Charleston Republican Chris Murphy as judiciary chairman, and Beaufort Republican Shannon Erickson replaced Rita Allison, who lost her re-election bid as education chairwoman. Also, Berkeley Republican Celeste Davis is now leading the Medical, Military, Public, and Municipal Affairs Committee, known as 3M. Columbia Democrat Leon Howard chaired that committee since 2007 and, like Murphy, was ousted, and he was moved to the Ways and Means Committee as an apparent consolation prize. Smith gave his reasoning behind how he divvied up the 124 members to each committee. I've looked at every committee and I put, I, what, I've got senior people on every committee. I've got people, I, I took into account the diversity, I took into account the political party, but most importantly, I took into account the talents that are going to be on that committee. And I wanted to make sure that I had people that I could trust that did work on those committees that were going to make the, our job when it gets to the floor easier. And I've complained a long time sitting right over there next to Mr. Weeks about why are these bills not vetted? Why hadn't people thought about this? I'm a trained lawyer. People on committees don't know that sometimes. And I, I know pro issues with, uh, with uh, bills that non-lawyers are not going to know. People know a lot of issues on bills in their profession that I'm not going to know. So I've tried to put attorneys on, on committees. I've tried to put look at your vocational aspects of, and when I'm took into consideration. So I've done my best and that's all I can do. I know this all may have been a bit of inside baseball for y'all, but we're gearing up for the 125th Hunger Games <clears throat> uh, General Assembly. And I'm trying to get y'all a little bit learned here. So you got Republicans from Sumter and York leading the chamber, the upstate writing the budget, along with Gaffney Senate Finance Chairman Harvey Peeler, and low country Republicans, specifically Beaufort, over judiciary and education. So we got a geographically diverse mix right there. House Democratic and Republican caucuses also had elections, with Democrats re-electing Columbia Representative Todd Rutherford as minority leader, a spot he's held since 2013. And Lake City Representative Roger Kirby as assistant minority leader, replacing St. Matthews Democrat Russell Ott, who did not seek re-election. Pickens Representative Davey Hyatt will also lead the Republican caucus. Let's go from the State House to the U.S. House of Representatives, which approved the Respect for Marriage Act this week, enshrining certain same-sex and interracial marriage rights into federal law once President Joe Biden signs it. The bill passed 258 to 169. 39 Republicans, including South Carolina's Nancy Mace and outgoing Representative Tom Rice, voted with Congressman Jim Clyburn and other Democrats in supporting the measure. Congressman Jeff Duncan, Ralph Norman, William Timmons, and Joe Wilson voted against the measure that does not require states to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples, but does require people to be considered married in the state where their license was issued. The bill also repeals the Defense of Marriage Act, which defined marriage between one man and one woman and was deemed unconstitutional in U.S. Supreme Court decisions, specifically the 2015 Obgerfell decision that granted same-sex couples the fundamental right to marry. And now just to be the Georgia lead for a little bit. Just a little bit, think. <laughs> I don't want to be at full time. Over in Georgia, Senator Raphael Warnock defeated Republican challenger Herschel Walker by nearly three points to give Democrats a 51 to 49 advantage in the Senate. Remember, this is a state where all statewide officials elected in November were Republican. 
including Governor Brian Kemp, who won re-election by seven points, a margin Warnock closed and then added three points on top of. You see what I'm saying here? Big pickup there. Now with 51 seats, Democrats can confirm President Joe Biden's judicial picks easier than when Vice President Kamala Harris had to be the tie-breaking vote. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution said $401 million was spent on the race, and when you factor in the previous three races for the seat, the total reaches $1.4 billion, according to the New York Times. Just for this one Senate seat, folks. Great, great. Axios reports that Walker's loss caps a historic GOP embarrassment. 2022 is the first midterm election since 1934, 88 years ago, when the party in power successfully defended every incumbent Senate seat. And we're not even going to get into Senator Cinema here. This is not the Arizona lead. I'm already stretching with the Georgia lead. Take the W, guys. <laughs> University of South Carolina Darlamore School of Business held its annual Economic Outlook Conference this week, where two of the school's top economists gave their view for the coming year, and business leaders also gave their input on key sectors of the economy. We'll bring you more remarks from the event later this month during our holiday break, but I wanted to share part of my This Week in South Carolina interview with Dr. Joey Von Nessen, who is one of the economists who spoke at the conference. And you know Joey from this podcast, and if you watch Twisk, because he... He's got his finger on the pulse here. And that's why I opened up the interview by asking him what the new year will look like. Well, the major theme for 2023 is recalibration. This economy that we are in right now at the U.S. level and in South Carolina has been very much imbalanced. That's been the case for the past two years in the sense that demand is far outpacing supply. We've had very high levels of consumer demand. And the analogy that I like to use is that the U.S. economy basically drank two Red Bulls, one in 2020 and one in 2021 in the form of two major federal stimulus packages. And as a result, we've been on, on a caffeine high, very high levels of demand. And one of the side effects of that caffeine high has been this persistent inflation that we've seen. So 2023 will be the year where that begins to recede more quickly and where we, we really begin to come off of this caffeine high and recalibrate more towards long run rates of growth. And that caffeine high has led to uh, a lot of fallout too, economically speaking. We, we're talking about you know still that strong labor market, that red hot labor market that is uh, tapering a little bit too, but then you're talking about inflation as well that's still stubbornly high. Yes, inflation has come down somewhat since this summer from uh, a peak of 9.1% to 7.7% where it is today um, in the second week of December. And we expect that to continue to taper in, in 2023, but that's having real effects and real consequences for South Carolinians. If we look over the past two years, wage growth has been outpaced by inflation by about five percentage points over the last two years and by about three percentage points over the last 12 months. So even though we do have a very strong labor market, inflation is very much eating into the purchasing power of South Carolinians. So Joey, when you're talking about economic recalibration too, um, talk about recession too. I mean, how does that fit into that? Is that a possibility? And if so, what does that look like for South Carolina? Right now, we do see the possibility of recession. Uh, I think the, the, well, the consensus among most economists is that we are likely to see, there's a greater than 50% chance that we'll see a mild recession in 2023. I, I agree with that assessment. I think that's probably right. 
And for South Carolina, what that would mean would be a pullback in consumer demand that would lead to a, a small uptick in unemployment. So a pullback in the labor market, probably by about one percentage point or so. So the unemployment rate right now in South Carolina at a historically low rate of 3.3%, I think we could see that go up to as, as high as 4%. Um, but again, I think it's important to keep that in perspective. That is still very mild. The average unemployment rate in South Carolina over the last 40 years during non-recession periods is actually 5.8%. Hmm. And so when we just compare 5.8% to 3.3 where we are now, that really shows you how good this labor market really is right now. So a mild recession getting us back to closer to 4% unemployment uh, would still leave South Carolina in, in a pretty good position going forward. Joey, when you talk about a mild recession, you're talking about some increases there in unemployment. Who do, do you see being most affected by this if we're talking about you know, layoffs or um, you know, just downturns in the economy? Well, it would probably be across most sectors, although, again, at very limited levels, because uh, we do currently face still a, a significant uh, labor shortage. Uh, the housing market is one that is being affected and that we've already seen some, some pullback. It's the only industry in South Carolina that has actually seen negative employment growth in 2022. And part of that pullback is because interest rates have been going up. And so the cost of buying a house has been rising. Mortgage interest rates have effectively doubled in, in 2022. So we're already seeing some effects in the in the housing industry. And I think more broadly, as we see consumer demand recede a bit, uh, that would affect industries across the board. And we've, we've heard from state economists at the state level when it comes to uh, you know, what they project in terms of revenue for lawmakers to budget with. And we're still seeing, you know, strong organic growth there in the tax base, as well as these huge surpluses as a result from all those stimuluses. Uh, what's your read on that, too, especially when they're saying, you know, we can weather a storm if there's a, if there's a recession in the offing? Um, is that encouraging news, I guess? And, and what do you attribute to that? Yes, I think it is encouraging news because right now we are, even though we are, are concerned that we will see a pullback in the new year as interest rates continue to rise, uh, we haven't seen that except for in the housing market yet in, in South Carolina. Demand is still strong. Most industry sectors are still doing well. And one of the reasons for that is that household checking account balances are still about 10% higher on average compared to where they were back in 2019 which means that as we head into the new year, consumers still have these excess financial resources that can help them continue to spend at previous levels, the same levels they've been spending at for the last several years, despite the fact that they're facing these inflation pressures and the, despite the fact that all goods and services have, have gone up in price. And, and so that's what we're gonna be looking for next year. And I think the real key as to whether we do see a mild recession or not, or get more towards a soft landing, uh, which the Federal Reserve is trying to, uh, to get us to, is to look at this race between, this downward race between inflation and household excess savings. So if household savings come back down to pre-pandemic levels and inflation is still high, then we're more likely to see a cutback in consumer spending. Um, so we want to see inflation coming down faster and hopefully before we see these these excess savings eroded on the on the part of households. There is more to that interview, which you can find on youtube.com slash South Carolina ETV. So much good content there. And like I said, we'll have a big Economic Outlook podcast for y'all in the coming days. So stay tuned. And real quick, a big announcement on the way out. 
Japanese electric vehicle battery technology company Envision AESC announced it will build a state-of-the-art battery cell gigafactory in Florence County. The $810 million investment will create 1,100 new jobs and will support the company's multi-year partnership with the BMW Group. The Florence plant will encompass approximately 1.5 million square feet. The new battery plant builds on AESC's existing United States network that includes a battery manufacturing plant in Tennessee and a plant under construction in Kentucky. That's huge news. Giga news. That's giga news where I come from. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We're talking about life during the pandemic and we want to hear your stories as well. Like I said, it's the holiday season. Maybe you're celebrating, maybe you're not. we got the new year coming up. What are some resolutions? Are you already preparing? Keep going, King. Because Go we got a lot going on in the new year. January's going to be very busy, very busy. And I just want to chatter. This. Maybe you've had some automotive problems like I have. Ooh, a lot of chatter maybe about you're this. Baking. Oh, that's Let also, us know. That's also what Gavin's doing. Say, hey, Siri, call 803-563-7169. Oh, God, mine's listening. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And now she's calling. Oh, we got Now you better answer. New listener. You okay. answer that call. That's it. Answer that call. No. But <laughs> you say, Gavin, um, thanks for making Siri call me. You are annoying us. Uh, just to cover. Well, let's go. Uh, okay, Google, call 803-563-7169. My other phone's listening. That's good. Okay. Leave a message. Okay. Gavin. Okay, guys, leave your messages. We'll wait. All right. We're so, going to wait. Even though at the top- We're waiting. Even though at the top, we played the dink dink that says the hopper's empty. That's because I had already taken out the call that we're going to use here, okay? Oh, okay. So going forward- I thought you lied to us. It is empty, so we can hear this sound. Ooh, oh god. Oh, oh my god. god. It makes me sick to hear it. I'm I'm physically shaking. Yes. Uh I I am a uh, holding back. Hey my Siri. Sick. Call call the lead guys. No! <laughs> uh anyway, Gavin, are you ready for this call? Great classic lead caller. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Gavin, AT. Hello everyone. This is correspondent Kevin. Currently again on remote assignment in the state of Florida specifically Disney World. Uh, we're down here, a off-season, off-peak Disney World trip where the Magic Kingdom and all the Disney resorts are still packed with people and it's still hot in Florida. Uh, fortunately, though, uh, we've passed several dozen, well, not several dozen, but enough sufficient Wawa's. I have got my Wawa fixed. I bought a whopping 48 cup K-cups of Wawa coffee to return home in case there's a dry spell. But yeah, we're down here as a family. Daughter's first trip to Disney World, eating all the food, buying all the merchandise, enjoying the warm weather before we come back to South Carolina. Other than that, we're just putting up Christmas decorations back in the house and moving forward to Christmas and looking to see what 2023 holds for everyone. All right, y'all have a good one. Be safe. Bye. Correspondent Kevin, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling, especially on your Disney vacation. I love it. I uh, Lead's always on the brain with him. I love that. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm making time. I'm on vacation. I'm making time. I mean, calling the lead is like a little micro vacation. It's like oh, it's yeah. like micro dosing vacation. Just a little bit. I just want to tell our listeners right now that if they look under the seat that they're sitting in, 
tickets to Disney. Thank you. Yes. You're <laughs> welcome. That's our Christmas present to you. <laughs> you get tickets and you get tickets. But if you want those tickets, you got to call oh, for the activation code. You got to activate them. Yeah. <laughs> activate. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, correspondent Kevin gave me some flashbacks to my childhood when we drove from Maryland down to Disney World. And um, I think we were in, we might have driven one time and my dad's like, 88 Land Cruiser, mm, which I know everyone really glamorizes now. It's like, oh, what a great I car. I love a Land Cruiser. Yeah, well, that thing drank gasoline. The transmission yes, was trash. Did. Yes, And I correct. don't think the AC worked. <laughs> <laughs> There's three, like, 11-year-old boys in the car. It's With like, stinky armpits, yeah. And your parents are going through a divorce, and you're just like, this is great. Much like you, Gavin, <laughs> the only time I ever went to Disney, <laughs> it rained the whole time, <laughs> and... And, and when I say as soon as, I truly mean as soon as we got back, my parents got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Disney did not fix the, the marriages. On, it did it. The, no. the pamphlets lied. It was not a magic Yeah, kingdom. the Econo Lodge, I guess, just didn't scream romance to Terry Jackson. <laughs> but, <laughs> thank you, Kevin. But Gavin, speaking of, speaking of relationships broken. ending, oh, okay? Good segue. It's a great segue here. Wonderful. That I, I, I teased you earlier telling you that uh, I've had a long standing relationship end. Yeah, I was and, on the edge of my seat. And I'm happy, I'm sad, but it, a new one has risen like a phoenix out of the ashes mm. of the old one, okay? So yesterday, I got a new comforter for the first time since college. Uh, okay. And it's only my third comforter of my life. My God. Yes. I will say when you first said, you first told me that you had this like <laughs> relationship breakup. I was like, oh my God, like a friend or like yeah. a family. No, Caitlin's then you not said, here for a reason. No. And then you said inanimate object. And I was like, oh <laughs> a my <toy>. God, <laughs> what the hell? Uh, so yeah. And it's <laughs> like, not, did you break a figurine? I, it's huge news in the Shire household. Huge. I got a new comforter. It's How's she treating you? It's so warm. I didn't realize how worn my old one was. Mm-hmm. I, I got my old one, I think sophomore year of college. And it's just like, it's basically only comforter in a corner now. You know what I mean? The down, the, the down, down just break, it breaks down. It's migrated, it's fallen out. I got a new one and I'm a year round comforter user. Oh, okay. I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know you were that wealthy, AT. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have seasonal blankets. I just have the one blanket. I, I definitely have believe in seasons. I blankets. do not. I absolutely do not. Because my house is about the same temperature year round. I'm not worried. I'm not okay. scared. One blanket. <laughs> One blanket, okay? But it sounds almost too warm, but I guess in the summertime, you're, you're cranking the AC. I, I, I don't crank. I just keep it at a 68, okay? 68. Cranked. At night. <laughs> That's what my dad does. Oh, baby. Um, I have not put the, my, my comforter on my bed. I will tell you what I've been using, though. I just have like one of those uh, microfiber fleeces that I just, I think mm-hmm. I took to bed one day, and it has not left, and it provides enough warmth that I'm like, my God, this is light enough. It's It's... I like, I like but a heavy blanket. But I'm going to put my comforter on because I like it's a heavy the transition. Blanket. I like the weight, yeah. you know? I like the feathers poking me. I like getting stabbed by the feathers, yes. Uh, but are, are, you, are you duvet or comforter Yeah, I do guy? a duvet, and I, I think I've only guy. had two yeah. down comforters my, to date. And, um, you know, I'm sure Terry Jackson would die to buy me a new down comforter. It's like, just, just let, her, let her know. She'll get some bedding. <laughs> I love <laughs> But, like, a I don't need comforter. a new one. Washing them, that is the pain. I don't know if you watch it. You, you got to take it to a. I never watched, okay? <laughs> never watched never it. Never watched that, baby. Perfect. Original. It's, <laughs> it's, it's original. <laughs> this is original, okay? These are original. Well, it's like, it's like cast iron. You're not supposed to watch. Yeah, it's all. It, I got a great patina on this thing. <laughs> it, it, you can't hold it. It slides out your hands. Lawyers hate this guy. The lawyer hates this guy. Uh, also, <laughs> One another. One simple trick that doctors hate. Another. <laughs> oh. 
betting people hate. Uh, but um, Serta hates this. Uh, I was another relationship that ended fr- since <gasps> college for me is my plastic spatula finally broke. Oh, my God. favorite another, spatula finally broke. Another long-term relationship. Yes. I've been using this sucker since then, since freshman year. You know, and you had another one, too, that I think about. Your headphones. You got new my headphones. My headphones. Oh, my gosh. I'm listening. I'm using them right now. I use biodynamic headphones. I've been using them forever, and they finally broke, taking them into skateboard swamp and mm-hmm. ever, and all over. And, all the and memories. Haunted hospitals. The beginning they finally of broke them. They were there at the beginning. They were there from the beginning. Oh, so many spaghettos and... Spaghetti festivals. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> so I mean <laughs> it's these things that I truly cherish them. I, I remember I said I'm great at finishing pens and mm-hmm. finishing toothpaste tubes and Doing stuff like bo- that. I mean, what, who doesn't finish a toothpaste tube? What other option do you have? I'm Psychos. great at getting the bottom out of it. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. I'm getting to it, you know? <laughs> and so I mean the I I, I don't like to waste. No, it's, it's comes zero from me. waste. This podcast is zero waste. I don't like single use plastics, I don't like no. wasting. So I, I I really take to heart using out these things. Um and it's interesting, I mean, because I know when it comes to hoarding, which you're not a hoarder at Not all, a hoarder. But, but I do like knickknacks. But hoarders do like to associate so much with inanimate objects, too. But I, I don't think that makes you a hoarder. Yes. I, I think it's a, it's a quality of it. I also, you know, have, I mean, like, I have a microphone, I have a... Um, a Sony recorder that you don't it's like, broken. but it's for me. It's I broken. mean, it's, it's been there since it's college. It's been there so since like, college. Oh, I mean, it still works. But I, I mean, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not relating to the thing as much as I don't like wasting. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, use it till it's till it can't be. Used I don't anymore. like like taking a plastic bag home and then throwing it out as soon as I get home. <gasps> it's it's the same thing with me. Bring so your reusable bags to the store. If folks. I'm using something, I like to use it out. So if anyone agrees with me, everyone if send any, us your trash. If anyone. <laughs> Send me your trash, so and I'll go bags. through it, and I'll, I'll rate it on a system of one to ten. Okay, <laughs> we'll determine. We're gonna go through your garbage bins. And we're gonna determine how wasteful you are. Yes, and uh, then we'll decide if, if you get any presents for if, Christmas. That's the thing, you know, Christmas presents. I'm like, I don't know what I need. I, I'm honestly having a really hard time deciding what I want. I am actually thankful year. that everyone's like, get us your skincare routine for Christmas. I'm like, done. <laughs> That is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm good folks. at giving gifts. I'm giving Gavin his gift this weekend. I, I'm Maybe not, that's why she's good for you. I'm not great at, at get. I mean, Caitlin would take it. Uh, I'm not great at getting gifts. I'm not good at telling people what I want. But I'm, I'm like a weirdo. Like if you just get toys and stuff for me, I'm yeah. gonna be happy. If you get alien toys, X file stuff. I mean, I'm always Lord on a rings. swivel 24 7, 365, 366 leap year. Leap but year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking for things for you. So it has to really speak to me, you know? Yes. I don't want to force it. Sometimes I'll buy your present in like April mm-hmm. just because I see it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what I want to get. See something, say something. Yeah. See something, say something. Okay. Don't keep it to yourself, folks. Anyway, that's why you should call. Exactly. Thank you, Gavin. <laughs> Take it out. Amazing job. <laughs> so many segues. Have segues. a good weekend. Don't waste. Don't waste our time. A Give us a call. class of segues. <laughs> call in. Tell us how good we did. Okay. See you guys. All right, don't get on our uh, don't get on our bad list, folks. You got to give us a call. So you stay on our nice list. We do have to put out a Christmas card one of these years. We have your addresses. If you ever get a sticker from us, what you can get, let us know. DM us on Twitter. We'll send you some stickers. Put in your stocking. Free. 803-563-7169. You can also call us. Give us a voicemail at correspondent Kevin, which we greatly appreciate. You can also give us a review on iTunes. Also free, and we would love that. You can also stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. 
I'm eating fish and I'm pulling just the bones out. <laughs> a la cartoon. But that's real. That's Lord? based on real life. AT has a xylophone. He's ready to use it when I eat that fish. 